What's up, guys? Another episode here of Whiskey Throttle Radio. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, show's going to be a little different today. To be honest, been super busy all week. Um, headed out to the 24-hour Perry Mountain Challenge this, this upcoming weekend, and I've uh, been super busy getting ready for that. Had to install a light on my 350SX, which was <laughs> interesting to do, and uh, it's been super busy uh, busy getting ready for that. So a little different show. We have our, my buddy Tommy Hill, who's actually my teammate at the 24-hour Perry Mountain Challenge this weekend, on to talk about the event, um, what we're going to expect out there, and kind of just get an idea of what's, what's going to be going on. And we'll have him on again next week. To, to follow up so a little bit shorter show but wanted to get something out there for you guys uh, huge shout out to our sponsors blood lubricants always continues to support our show um, really coming on strong supporting privateers other media outlets just uh, really getting a hold on the sport here support supporting our sport that we love so much so huge shout out to them obviously high quality racing oils um chain degrease or degreaser chain lube all that good stuff so make sure to use promo code whiskey for 25 percent 25 percent off at bloodlubricants.com also huge shout out to risk racing um, innovative motocross products riskracing.com and uh task racing uh makers of high quality lighting uh the uh, you heard that right um actually hooked me up the sweet helmet light that i will be running this weekend in alabama um, they, but they make bike lights. They make it all. Um, a lot of people run run them in these 24-hour races. And we're actually going to have the owner on next week um, to come on and talk about his company and how he got his start. So, as always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> What's up, guys? We've got some exciting news as our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, continues to push the bar with high-quality products. In addition to their already outstanding racing oil, they've added fork and shock fluid, gear oil, chain lube, kick-ass degreaser, detailer, and pre-race spray. Whether you have a UTV, Harley, ATV, or dirt bike, Blood Lubricants has you covered. They're offering sponsorship opportunities from the amateur level to the pro level, and they're already sponsoring top privateers like Tyler Bowers, Henry Miller, and Bubba Polly. Racing is in their blood, but that's not all. They want to hook you guys up as well. Head on over to bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com, and use promo code WHISKEY for 25% off your order. Don't need, No need to rewind it. I'll say it again. 25% off your order with promo code WHISKEY at bloodlubricants.com. Jeff Green, hooking you guys up. High-quality stuff. Check it out. Back to the show. All right. On the line with me right now, my old college buddy, my dirt bike racing friend, Tommy Hill. What's up, bud? Not much. How's it going? 
Oh, it's going good. You know, just just plugged in the helmet light for this weekend, ready to rip. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't wait. So, for the listeners that don't know, me and Tommy and four other guys are doing a 24-hour race down in Maplesville, Alabama. And uh, it's the first one I've ever done. Tommy's done it before. So, we're going to, you know, get his opinions his insight and his you know what what our strategy is going to be uh we're going to talk about the event on here so yeah man it's uh it's going to be fun i'm I'm really looking forward to it yeah dude me too it it was a lot of fun last year and now that kind of now that i know some stuff and uh you know i've got a little experience with it i'm really looking forward to it now that i got kind of my light situation figured out a little better and just know what to expect so it'll be It'll be fun. Yeah, for the, for those of you who don't know, um, Tommy, why don't you tell listeners like how does this event work? Uh, like how are the teams set up? Um, is it one bike? Is it six bikes? How does it all you know go about? Yeah. Um, so actually, I was looking at the the classes, and it looks like they kind of almost did away with the like one bike team deal. Um, last year, there were like very few people that did that class so i think they kind of just bailed on it um so i think now the elite class it looks like maybe some of the guys are riding one bike but those guys the elite is just four guys and it looks like they could probably do four bikes and then the class that we're racing expert is six guys six bikes and then they kind of do that for all the skill levels and then they got iron man for the people who don't value their body and uh, and they got like duo and stuff, but they got a lot of classes. It's it's cool. Yeah. So Iron Man is just one guy, twenty four hours. He's on his own. Yeah, I think you got to be some kind of special to want to do that. I saw um, Casey Moore. He races plus thirty in STR. I saw he was signed up for it. Oh boy. So hats off to him, <laughs> but I don't envy you. There's a, I'm looking at the entries right now. There's quite a bit of, there's Iron Man, Iron Man 40 plus, and then Iron Woman. There's there's actually quite a bit of entries. You must have to have some kind of like strategy, like, you know, ride for two hours, maybe take like an hour break or something, because, dude, I'd be toast. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, like, there was one guy, the guy that won it last year, he only had like two or three lap times that were, you know, like, 45 minutes longer than the other one so he he legitimately rode like 24 hours straight uh, that's just i don't know how like your hands and everything hold up i would die yeah i feel like after a certain point it just becomes not fun uh you mentioned that kind of did away with the the one bike um you know like six different guys with one bike class i don't know if you remember this time but i feel like 10 years ago, like the, the Paramount 24 hour challenge was like a big deal. Um, you know, like Tom yeah. Fleming and all of them did it. And then I, I guess it just became too much. I'm sure that bike was just destroyed. Um, and it seems like it's starting to revamp with this new six, uh, six bike team deal. Yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're dead on. Like we, you know, me and my buddies always wanted to do it, but when you're like in your early twenties, it's hard for you know a bunch of college dudes to get the money together to buy a bike and go out there and then thrash it and then somebody's got to take the responsibility to sell it and I just think it was too much work. But now that you can bring your own bike, I, I mean, shoot, it's awesome. It's it's such a cool experience. Like, and it's really really actually pretty cheap. So 
Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's bringing the race back, and it's smart that they did that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm just uh, scrolling through the entry page, and there's there is actually quite a bit of entries. Really uh, looking forward to doing this. What's the what's the track like? What's the trail like? How long is it? Um, does it get super beat up, or what's it? What's it yeah. like? Well, I know you're kind of like a, a prissy boy now that you mm-hmm. live up north, and you're used to like hard pack ground. It yeah. doesn't get rough. But uh, I think pretty much anybody coming from Florida would think that the track is a cakewalk. Um, you know, last year. I would say, like, because I think I, I did my last ride around, like, the 22-hour mark, and I would say that the trail was still significantly better than 80% of the, like, Florida trail rider races. Okay. Um, just the ground is so hard that, <clears throat> I mean, there was, like, square edge stuff, but you can kind of get around that. And uh, But there was no, like, deep whoops or anything. But, you know, for you, like, you know, for you personally, I'm sure now that you're soft living up north, it'd probably be pretty tough. Yeah, dude, I haven't I haven't ridden sand whoops in like almost a year, so I I don't want anything to do with the rough track. <laughs> no, then you'll love it because I'm I'm not kidding. Like, I, I, on my last lap, I was like, this feels like the practice lap at Brooksville hair scramble. Like, okay. yeah, it's actually impressive how well it holds up they do a good job of laying the course out and i think it last year was around eight miles um mostly pretty flowy like double mm-hmm. double track and they mix in some nice single track sections and, and uh you know a little grass track here and there to kind of give you a break and they, they do a really good job and i mean but i don't think mud's going to be a problem this year no, I'd be more, but, uh, more worried about that heat. Yeah, but last year, you know, they got a lot of rain before, and there was a couple nasty spots, and they did such a good reroute it. You know, you kind of you kind of forgot that they rerouted it. You're like, ah, I thought this was part mm-hmm. of the trail the whole time. So, what's it? Yeah, they do a good job. What's it? Uh, what's it like riding at night? How difficult is that? And how how long does it take to kind of get used to you know just having a a headlight or a a helmet light? Yeah. Um, so for me, riding at night was tough. Um, you know, when I did a lot of the mountain bike stuff, uh, you know, all the team races, they always incorporated the night. And even on a mountain bike, I struggled at night for some reason. I'd always drop a minute or two and I'd always end up crashing a bunch. And uh, it was no different on the dirt bike. My lap times dropped significantly and it seemed like I hit more trees in one lap than I would all year riding during the day mm-hmm. but uh I don't know, it's really cool and the, the i guess the hardest part is like if it's dusty your light yeah. light up with dust so i mean you can't really see it it kind of feels like you're in a tunnel of i don't know some dust i guess it's, it's kind of tough yeah i would think the light would just reflect right off the dust and would just cause like a i guess not a blackout but just like a screen almost yeah it's just like you're looking at a wall well, I, I plan on being up front. I don't know about you, but um, so I don't want to have to carry this whole team. Right. I'm just I'm just planning on you doing all the legwork, and I'm just going to take the glory, you know. Speaking of our team, so it's me and you, obviously, two fast dudes. Uh, who else is on the team, and where's our what's our strong point, and how are we going to win this thing? Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, you got me and you. 
two A guys, and then you got Martin Cox, who's also an A open. Uh, he's just coming back from wrist surgery, and I think he's pretty much back to speed now. So he's a, he's in good form. Uh, and then you got Corey Lukosevich. I don't know if he listens to this, but uh, you know he's kind of a wussy. Oh, am I allowed to say that? I'm allowed to say that. And uh, but now he's it's, a good. It's he's Corey. A good you can say whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. Um, he 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 had some good finishes this year, and he just got a new 2019. So you know, unlike traditional Lukosevich style, his bike should last for the whole race. And uh, then we got Carlos Allen representing the old dudes. Uh, he's a, a 55A guy who is really fast. So um, another solid A dude. And then we got Matt Doherty, who's also a 35-plus A guy. So everybody's got an A on their bike. So we got a, a strong team. And uh, granted, we're all not uh, super young anymore, but everybody's Everybody's strong, so it'll be fun. And then I think our main strength is probably just going to be uh, everybody's pretty resilient on the team. I think so. If something goes wrong, mm-hmm. we'll bounce back. And 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 then I think another thing is nobody's like going to take it too serious. So it'll it'll just be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this or not, Tommy, but I've been I've been training hard on the mountain bike, so I'm probably the most fit. Yeah, yeah. I mean how many miles you you log in a week to probably like i I lose count like i don't even know i go so fast my strava skips it, so oh wow yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's pretty good i have crashed quite a bit though on my last couple of rides i don't know if that you know is gonna uh turn into anything for 24 hours. i don't know if that's gonna like correlate but i've hit the deck a couple times hopefully uh you're getting all the crashes out of the way on the bicycle, so it doesn't happen on the dirt bike. Yeah, exactly. And I won't I won't be clipped in um, on the dirt bike, which is usually the result why I crash so much on the bicycle. So that's that's another strength I'll have. Yeah, that is that is a a weird thing to get used to at first. I think you know being clipped on on the bicycle. I think we all like have a couple of just absolutely stupid tip overs, and then and then of course you got the ones where you're going over the bars and mm-hmm. you kind of can't can't remember to turn your ankles out so you just just eat dirt with the bike on your back but yeah speaking of mountain bike uh, so there's no practice um at 24 hour but i know you and a couple other guys are heading up there a little early gonna pre-ride it on the mountain bikes yeah we're gonna gonna check it out um i don't know well we we mostly just get up there early to kind of make a little vacation mm-hmm. out of it but but yeah it's nice to get out and mountain bike and some mountains and it, the course has a lot of elevation i think the last year um you know i mountain biked the loop and it was like eight, like i said it was like eight miles and i think it was almost you know 1200 feet elevation so it's always fun to get a little climbing in coming from flat florida yeah i've uh I've, i found out the hills are a lot more fun to go down uh than up but how much how much does that uh, help you you know it's a pretty I know it's obviously not riding on a dirt bike, but just to kind of check out the course beforehand, how much does that help um, when it comes to racing? Shoot, I think it helps a lot. I mean, just having a general idea of what's coming up and where you are on the track, you know, helps you gauge your effort level and and then just not being, I don't know, if you don't know what's coming up, you ride timid because you don't want to, you know, overshoot a corner or, mm-hmm make a stupid mistake so just having an idea of what's coming 
obviously I'm not memorizing the whole thing in one lap, but just having an idea, I think is a lot, you know, it helps a lot. Yeah. Like even like you said, just knowing like kind of what the dirt's going to be like, even is going to help, you know, if it's going to be super dry, uh, you know, to ride a little more throttle control. If you, you think it's going to be tacky, you know, just, I guess just knowing what's lying ahead, I guess, if you want to say it like that, uh, probably just gives you a little more confidence and a little more um, at ease when you're out there on the dirt bike. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I mean, there's a reason why all the pros have their e-bikes now and they do the course a few times. It's just obviously we're not pros, but mm -hmm. just having some kind of idea what's coming to make it more enjoyable. I guess you're not spending your first lap trying to figure out what's coming on. You kind of, you kind of already know, so you can push more on your first lap. Yeah, definitely uh, makes sense. So the, as our team is, uh, there's six of us. How does that work as far as like switching off? Um, does everyone do two hours and take a break? Uh, do they do an hour? How does that work? Yeah, so, you know, if it was wintertime, I'd say, yeah, let's all do two hours and take a break. But with it being so hot, probably just do like hour shifts. And <clears throat> that way you don't get too, you know, you don't lose too much fluid in an hour and you can gain back what you lost semi-quick, you know, semi-efficiently. Um, but yeah, you just, and then the other thing too is, I don't know, it's more, I, to me, it's kind of more fun to go as hard as you can mm -hmm. for an hour than try to pace yourself a little bit over two. So, you know, just do an hour, come in, switch, and then maybe at nighttime, drop it down to like 40 minutes each just cause uh, it's not that much fun for me to ride at night. So if I can limit the amount of time yeah. I'm out there, I will. That makes sense. And it makes sense. Like, I, I don't know. I mean... For me, I feel like right around the hour and a half, maybe hour 40 mark is when I kind of start to, I don't say hit the wall, but I'm really feeling it. Um, I'm kind of on that, you know, an FTR race that's usually the last lap and you're kind of just conserving uh, to make it through. So I think it definitely makes sense to do, you know, less than two hours, an hour. Um, that way it's probably easier to recover too. Um, instead yeah. Of doing two hours. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's not fun riding when you're hurting. So mm -hmm. if we can, if we can all ride while we're feeling good, then I, I, you know, let's do it. And you really don't, you know, it's, we're, you only lose like maybe a minute when you come into the pit. So I don't know. I, I think you probably gain more time by being fresh all the time than, than what you'd lose pitting every hour. And how hard is it? Obviously the race starts at 10 a.m. Saturday and it's 10 a.m. Sunday. How hard is it for you to, cause you did it last year. How hard was it for you to like, you know, get some sleep in between shifts? Cause I think my adrenaline would just be up just cause I'm so pumped and uh, we're in a race and all that. Yeah. Um, the last year I woke up cause the sun comes up like crazy early there in Alabama. It comes up at like five forty-five. Um, I think I woke up at like six fifteen, and then I did not go to sleep until, so that was on Saturday, six fifteen. I didn't go to sleep until Sunday at like one o'clock in the morning when we got home from Alabama, because we just drove straight home after the race. So Monday, I and, guess uh, it'd be that Monday. Yeah. Yeah. 1 a.m. Monday. Um, it was brutal. Like during the race, it wasn't so tough, but like mm -hmm. as soon as the race was over, I started lo loading up the RV and uh, I'm embarrassed to say this, but me and my dad got into a big argument because I accidentally backed the, the fifth wheel hitch into the receiver or the hit, yeah, I guess I the hitch into the receiver without opening the receiver, which honestly is not a big deal because I like barely tapped mm -hmm. it. But then 
me and my dad were both just so like Dead tired. Man. He was like, he was like, well, pull forward. And I, I lifted the jacks up on the fifth wheel and he was like, well, pull forward. And I was like, okay. And I pulled, I pulled forward with the jacks up and the fifth wheel fell. And it was just a mess. Yeah. So, I mean, you definitely like lose your mental capacity. And, and so this year we're just going to spend the night there on Sunday and then drive home on Monday. Cause that was not, that was the worst part of it. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, looking at all these entries, it seems like they're all in Alabama and Georgia. I know it's only, it's only seven hours for me. So probably not as bad for you, but, or yeah, mine's not as bad as your drive, but yeah, I feel like the adrenaline probably would carry me through the night as well. And then I'm just going to Sunday night when I get home, <laughs> it's probably gonna be all over just out. Oh yeah. Going to a coma. Yeah. It's, but it's, oh, it's, I'm so like, just talking about it now, like, I'm kind of messed up because Memorial Day, like, I kept thinking today was Tuesday. So, like, it hasn't really hit me yet that, like, Friday morning I'm leaving. But, like, oh, I'm starting to get pumped. Yeah. Yeah, me, me too. I, you know, like, pretty much all day today I was struggling a little bit to focus at work. I got done when I needed to get done. But, yeah, all I could think about was getting out of Florida and, and riding my dirt bike in the mountains. Yeah, definitely. Um Let's talk a little bit about you, Tommy. How did your FTR season go? Obviously, I wasn't down there, so I couldn't, you know, battle with you. Uh, how'd it go for you? Yeah, it went pretty good. Um, my goal for the year was to finish, like, top 10 overall uh, in the Sunday afternoon, you know, out of everybody. And uh, I was in a pretty comfortable position to do so, and then the last race, I got a flat tire, and I ended up coming in 10th by one point, so that it almost I almost blew it unintended but uh yeah so that was good and then um i came in fourth and they opened so that was good uh i kind of had like a mid-season bowl and i don't know ruined my chance at a top three but uh yeah picked it back up kind of at the end the the end of the season and was able to come into fourth so i was happy with that too yeah definitely i know um been getting back into obviously doing your lawyer thing because uh i'm sure that took quite a bit out of you in the past couple seasons so that's definitely good to hear still need to get that elusive win tommy i know i let's see i think it at one point i was in the lead of one race for like just a tiny little bit and uh it felt pretty cool to be up front but then that was short-lived when like, alex Spade and trent third gill passed me but uh i don't know it always seems like there's one or two guys yeah. in the a class that are just on another level and then you Somebody somebody said it to me in a pretty funny way. They were like, "You got like the immortal A guys, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then you just got like the your average, you know, your normal dudes." And I guess I'm just a normal dude in A class, so it's it's tough for me to snag a win, but it can happen. Some, you know, the the super fast guys just gotta kind of have a rough day, and, and then I'll just swoop in. Yeah, and you, I'm running out of time. Yeah, you're gonna be thirty plus here soon. Yeah, what do I got? Three, three more years, two more years, two more years. I think you're old. Uh, do been doing any, any mountain bike racing or just all dirt bike? Um, I've been riding the mountain bike, but mountain bike racing was kind of something me and Tiffany and my wife did together. And uh, now that she's got a, a kid in, in her belly, you know, obviously you got to stay off the mountain bike. So. I uh, haven't been doing too much mountain bike racing, but she swears as soon as we have the kids, 
we're doing all the racing again. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. And she got a dirt bike too. So I feel like, you know, she kind of started doing some dirt bike racing too. So that might've put the mountain bikes on the side. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, she does like dirt bike and she, she definitely likes the mountain biking more. I, I think it's cause she's a lot better at it. Yeah. So she favors that obviously. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Well, all right, Tommy, I'll let you go here, uh, and I will see you Friday, and uh, we're going to kick some ass this weekend. All right, dude, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, of course. Uh, see you later. All right, see you, man.